Sigiorno. This is why we must keep Italia to the Italians. Um, Butcherati, I'm not sure why you're talking about this. I was just saying you had a nice outfit. The Sigiorno, the zippers here, they're here to keep out the unwanted folk. You know what I mean? Yes, like the drug dealers, people who would sell drugs to kids. Or, you know, uh, Tiziano and Squalo. Tiziano, oh, right, because he has that horrible stand. I, it's because he's with Squalo. What? I do not respect. Wait, what? I do not respect Tiziano and Squalo. What they do with the sin. You you mean their relationship is there this? Yes. Even if they are dead, it disgusts me. Oh no! I didn't realize that the Butcherati was so conservative. He has no dignity. Hey, welcome to No Dignity. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your other host, Chris Ng. Yeah. Alex Vargas, as I should say. I gotta start using yeah. my full name more. Yeah, you gotta put it out there. Mm-hmm. Welcome to No Dignity, where we talk where we talk about jo- the cultural phenomenon that is JoJo, whether it be manga, anime, video games, or whatever. Here we are discussing a very specific topic today, and it's one that I proposed, is part five, conservative. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he means by this. I have, I've decided to just sit back with you, dear listeners, and go for the ride. So we're going to see how this goes. Now, uh, for all intended, all intended purposes, uh, this is not meant to be taken seriously. I do not honestly. Yeah, I've, I, 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 I'm fairly left-leaning politically myself, <laughs> um, just so we're clear on that. <laughs> Um, nothing I'm nothing I say here is meant to be taken uh with any ill intent um and definitely not meant to be taken seriously in any way shape or form I do not believe this is what part five is actually about but I thought it was fun just connecting this stuff together and I also and I think um it's kind of an important discussion for modern media because I think we live in a time where people are uh, extracting a lot of uh, meaning out of their favorite media that maybe really isn't there. And what do you know? I'm king of doing that. <laughs> so we're going to treat it as a thought experiment. Yeah. Unless you're actually conservative, in which case you're probably not going to like this show much longer. So I'm just going to give you a heads up on that. It's a small heads up. I, uh, <laughs> once again, not trying to uh, insult anybody. Just a little funny thing I, I thought I came up with. All right. So my first point, Giorno Giovanna, right? Think about this. English boy comes to a new country, right? Immediately establishes himself, right? Well, he's he's Japanese, right? Half Japanese. Essentially Japanese. Uh, Essentially, yeah, Japanese. (laughs) Half Japanese. Because he doesn't... Well, he's half Japanese, half English, but he never really lives with Dio, right? So he mostly lives with that lady who claims to be his mom. Yeah. He lives with his birth mom, as you can say. Right. Now, this is important. Father out of the picture, or at least birth father out of the picture, right? Dio, Italian for the word God, the son of God. Who is Giorno? Giorno is, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus. Giorno is Jesus Christ himself. His father's gone. He's been giving this incredible power to create life and like basically instill it in everything. And he is here on a mission to make the world better. Italy, Rome nonetheless. Yeah, okay, so, so the logic here being that Dio is Italian word for God. Mm-hmm. Giorno means day? 
I think. Just like the light that Jesus had brought upon the people. Yeah, there, there, there you go. Okay, so our first indicator is just just some basic Italian lessons. <laughs> Giorno, son of Dio. Mm-hmm. Day, son of God. Okay, all right. I'm following you so far, and I mean, Italy is a Catholic country. Mm-hmm. Now let's not forget, there's a bunch of biblical stuff that happens in Rome too. So you know, just throwing that out there. I mean, there is an awful lot of sort of Christian imagery thrown around. I think that's just by nature the way that the Renaissance art was sort of entwined with the the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's undeniable for a place in the world like that. Getting into it, so we see that we see that Giorno is, you know, he's well intentioned for the most part. He'll steal a wallet here and there, right? Not real Messiah status until he gets his disciples. Now Giorno goes. Now Giorno teams up. <laughs> Giorno teams up. Think about this. Think about this. Giorno teams up with a cop, right? He teams up with a pilot. A man who carries a gun out in the open, loud and proud, right? A man who basically he gave up on education, gave up on institution fugo, right? Now, what is college that many people would call it? A liberal establishment. A ha- yeah, or a haven for the liberals. Yes. To pass on liberal ideas. Exactly. <laughs> and we, what we see, we see fugo disillusioned with it. He hates it. Quits. Out of there. Right? He is disillusioned with the... Uh, liberal propaganda that he was being fed. Also, his teacher was creepy, at least in the anime version. Yeah, that too. That at too. least in the anime version. All right. So, you know, Jorno, he's got disciples, the cop, right? All of them. And who are they fighting? Diavolo. Um, the gay mafia. The gay mafia. Led by Diavolo. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do you know what Diavolo means in Italian? Oh, do, do tell. It means devil. Diavolo is devil. Thus for... Jesus and his disciples are fighting the devil. Now, if that isn't oh, oh now, if that isn't traditional values right there, I'm not sure what is. Okay. Okay. Let's let's break this down a little okay. bit. If you haven't figured out by now, um, we we live in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about conservative values, we're talking about American conservative values. Yeah. Personified these days by Trump. I'm just gonna say this right now. I live in like. M- majority hispanic um community in southern california and uh my you know view on conservatism it's just old school hispanic conservatism which is like all like biblical okay yeah that's true so a lot of conservative uh political beliefs in america are tinged by uh christianity Mm -hmm. or catholicism um even in the modern day, I believe it's somewhere between 70 and 80% of Americans self-identify as Christian or having Christian beliefs. And that's, uh, that's a big uh, it's a big clue into coming into where I'm coming into this from, you know? Okay. All like right. how I'm so, starting to view um, this. <laughs> so a lot of conservatives are, are very pro-police. Yes. They're very pro-military. Which we see with uh, uh, Orange Boy in his little bomber plane. Okay, they're pro Second Amendment, which in America means the right to own a gun. We have Mista over here who carries it loud and proud in public, right in his crotch. <laughs> okay, um, let's let's start with Abakio. Okay, how how is Abakio pushing for the conservative agenda? Well, think about this: dude is a police officer, right? And there's one thing that 
conservative America loves, it's the police. They really do indeed love the police. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's a corrupt cop. Sure, he was a corrupt cop, but he gets his uh, he gets his redemption by the end of it. He's atoning for his sins. Okay, true. By helping stop true. the devil. <laughs> okay, true. Yes. Okay, that's 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 very that's very Christian to have a a, a redemption arc. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And we have Fugo over here. This man given the ability to destroy. Um, this man who was uh, taught these uh, liberal ideologies. As they seep into his mind, given the power to destroy everything that he loves, everything that he values, right? But what does he do? Those liberal institutions get right back to him. He decides to leave the gang. He decides not to fight the devil. Oh, because he's so afraid of the devil, he stays on the devil's side. Exactly. He refuses to go and confront oh him like the good Christian he should be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Narancha, uh, homeschool boy. Um, you know, aviation pilot, aviation, military, a big part of American conservatism, or at least conservatives like to say that they support the military a whole lot. Mm-hmm, true. Yeah. And uh, Bucciarati, I mean, we can put him down as like the world's, I guess, most undercover narcotics officer, maybe. Be a part of the gang to take down the gang. Okay, okay, I'm following yeah. you here. Okay, okay. Now let's just see who Diavolo employs here, all right? Diablo employs, think about it, he, he enlists the help of doctors, right? And what is very conservative right now? Anti-vaccination. Thus... F- mm, is it? Isn't it? Does, well, doesn't it lean more right than it... Hmm, that's an interesting question. I think anti-vaxxers tend to lean more white and more, hmm, maybe more upper class which is usually associated with conservatism. I mean, I wouldn't say it was 100% something, but there's definitely a sense these days of a, a mistrust of science. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give it to you on that angle, yeah. too. It's like, he employs, well, we just don't trust science. and We don't. He employs a doctor. You know, this man who, is, uh, who claims to help people. What does he do? He melts them. This doctor goes ahead and he melts people with a mold. He goes ahead, he takes them apart. He's all like, you're so mean. <laughs> Right. right, he's got he's got Green Day over here. Uh, why is it Green Day? Medical marijuana. Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't you understand? He's trying to rot the people with his mer- with his medical marijuana. So he's inducing reefer madness on the general populace, obviously, and killing. This them. is exactly what a Rocky meant to meant to say. Okay. Yeah. All right, and only only the power of. Jesus can stop exactly. Him. Not only does he stop him, he saves everybody, right? His, okay, little, okay. his little gun rights friend, you know, he, he keeps saving him because he knows that he should be up standing loud and proud. Okay, so another one Diavolo, devil, employs gay people. Granted, he does kill half the gay people that work for him. Uh, talking about uh, sorbet and gelato over here, right? Okay, that, that right. was to send a message, he doesn't trust anybody. Um, but then he does also have Tiziano and Squalo, a couple, um, both male, by the way, working for Diavolo, the devil. <gasps> what is that? My conservative values being challenged. <laughs> OK. Yes. All right. So as we can see, the traditional uh, conservative uh, thing over here where it's uh, anti-homosexuality or the very least very traditional conservatism where it's anti-homosexuality. 
Not only that, mm-hmm. he employs the help of goths, right? Okay, all right. Think yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Risotto, this man over here, Metallica, who? metal music. <laughs> who? Yeah, and who uses razor blades? He uses razor blades. He employs the help of right. goths, right? Not that goths have a stand named after like a metal band, right? These satanic jams. We just can't. Right, and oftentimes these these sort of musical influences are cited by people as being like corrupting and and uh leading people astray so okay all right you see what i mean here don't uh-huh. even get me started on beach boys over here those people worked with manson at one point oh that's true yeah grateful dead what grateful to be dead with the devil excuse me so now grateful dead makes people old and a lot of conservatives are old very true but he also kills them okay he ages them to dust as you can see i'm grasping at straws half the time here <laughs> but but i'm stringing along the thinnest um, line i can okay um what what else do you got in term in your evidence back here well so i have my evidence back here mm-hmm. uh so i was thinking uh malone right this mm-hmm. dude over here what does he do he procreates willy-nilly he tries to have like genetically perfect children that's not god's plan oh that's true. He he does like eugenics type of exactly. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he performs eugenics. That's not God's plan. Last time I checked, don't ask me. I never read the Bible. Well, also, I mean, baby faces are like kind of rapish. It is very kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, like obviously, there's a there's a violation of of boundaries by taking their DNA without permission and then therefore killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's sort of a rapey vibe to that. Very much so. Which, which, uh, that man is punished with a snake. He is punished with a snake, just like Eve, who sinned in the Garden of Eden. Uh Ah. You see, you see what I'm talking about here? Jorno's invicting God's wrath upon these sinners, uh, lest, lest we forget. I'm blanking on his name right now. I'm talking about the stand user who uses god it was on the tip of my tongue too dang it diavolo i'll get to my next point diavolo over here looking for an extremely late term abortion (laughs) right i'm talking like 15 years too late and last time i checked this is true conservatives do not like abortions right he's trying to get he's trying to get rid of this child he's not taking personal responsibility for this child that he had Mm -hmm. he's willing to get rid of this child for his own personal deeds his own personal, his own personal wants, needs, whatever. He is willing to get rid of this child. He's willing to murder this child, and I will say murder because she is fifteen. Right. Uh, she is for no other reason than just the happens they happen to be related. Yeah, for no other reason than they happen to be related. And he's trying to have full anonymity, which brings up another point: security versus privacy. Right, Diavolo. He wants all the privacy he can get. But he's but he's hurting people in the process, right? Jordan over here trying to expose that, trying to bring him to the light. Every time we see Diavolo, he's in shadows. When we see Diavolo at the end, where is he? At the bottom of a staircase, seeing Polnareff, right? My man, John Pierre Polnareff, obviously a French man of God. And who does who does Polnareff also see on a set of stairs? But except except going upwards, Dio, God. Thus far, if he looks downward on these steps, what does he see? The devil. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Actually, that's kind of cool. I kind of I like that one. Yeah. I mean, 
it's only it's only the one thing that everyone points out but you know i i can i can use it for my own uh i can use it for my own uh intentions over here so what are you thinking so far i mean okay so there's a lot of interesting circumstantial evidence popping up from here Mm -hmm. um you are right there's a lot of um semi-religious aspects uh i think you know it's interesting because i think um Mm-hmm. Iraqi has obviously tried to create a uh, a set of villains that we're all supposed to really hate, mm-hmm. um, and yet we also kind of like them. <laughs> I mean, there's a shocking amount of fan art of like Risotto being the mom to like <laughs> the entire squadra, um, and this sort of like sadness that they all had to die together, even though essentially none of them are good people. Yeah. And their goals, even though their goal was to stop the boss, their goal was to take over the drug trade so they could make all the money, right? <laughs> yeah. They weren't doing anything for good intentions. Right. So nothing they're doing is 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 good. Um, that said, I think people are attracted to the idea of like how they are with each other, like how they, they try to take care of one another, yeah. um, which gives you that that sort of found family vibe. Obviously, like the Bucci gang is is similar but they're even better because they're they're fighting for something that's right against all odds which we always want to cheer for yeah. um i mean okay well let's go let's go let's put our tinfoil hats on and let's take this like all the way to 11 for a second okay. and then let's back out and i kind of want to talk about the history on this okay let's talk about the history um but it. okay so tinfoil hat let's say rocky really is like secretly super conservative yeah. And he has packaged this uh, message in this sort of flamboyant shonen manga in order to trick people into like lowering their defenses. Okay. Um, what do you think the ultimate message at the end? I mean, by the time Vento Oreo is said and done, you got gold experience. I mean, what does gold experience requiem represent in this case? Well, like Jesus coming back from the gold dead. Gold experience requiem is the resurrection. Think about it. His body died. Three minutes later, he's back. Oh, that's true because he he died when Narancia was yeah. in soul was not in only that he was pierced. Might I? Oh, that's might true. I say the spear that pierced Jesus? Okay, so so goal experience requiem is the resurrection. Yes, um, and he then uses that power to permanently conquer the devil for all time, and not just kill him, but to put him into a, an eternity of punishment. Yes. Just like hell is supposed to be. Exactly. Speaking of hell, um, let's not forget um, our boy, the guy who uses Gently Weeps. Um, the guy who uses White Album. I can't believe I'm blank. Giaccio. Let's not forget Giaccio and his stand, the White Album. Right? Cold, just like the ninth circle of hell. If you've ever read Dante's Inferno. Ah, uh, true, true. Right? Now that he's very punctual. Right? Obviously, this man doesn't know too much about the Babelfish. I don't know too much about the Babelfish. But I know it has something to do with language, so I'm 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 loosely connecting these here. The babblefish. Um, within the um, if I believe, isn't that from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No, it's based off of a biblical thing. Because well, the Tower of Babel. Yeah, the Tower of- was the is the biblical story of the creation of all language. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe I'm look. I like if we're talking about stuff that fits here, I'm basically throwing a sausage uh-huh. in a hallway. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. 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 As you can tell, I loosely connected all this and I'm even making some up as I go on. 
Speaking of, Elucio, man in the mirror, right? He's showing us the person that we could be if we just follow him. But it's always reversed. It's always this, like, it's just wrong in the end. Right. Sure, Fugo is able to escape it, but he didn't make it out uh, completely, as we see when he leaves the gang. How many members are there in the Bucci gang? Hold on. Well, we have Bucciarati, Giorno, Giorno, Mista, Mista, Narancia, Narancia, Fugo, Fugo, Abacchio, Abacchio, and then Trish. And then Trish later on. So... Are are they tempted by the seven deadly sins? Because I think there could be a correlation here. Oh my god, I think we're breaking new ground. Okay, okay. So Fugo is obviously Raph, yes. right? So Fugo, that's Fugo. He's hidden, like, unkempt Raph. Um, hold on, I actually can't remember what the seven deadly sins Would Trish sins be, um, Trish would be, if I'm right, uh, Pride, right? I think Bucciarati is Pride. Bucciarati's Pride. Yeah, because, you know, he's the one that feels he's going to take on the world and change everything by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, loses his life for it. Yeah. You know, making that single decision to stand up to Diavolo by himself. Right? I see. I see. So for me, I think Bucciarati would be pride. Um, and then you have envy, sloth, yeah. greed, gluttony, lust. Gluttony. Um, I think we're talking about our guy, uh, it's either Narancia or Mista. If we're talking gluttony here, probably Mista because mm. he has to constantly feed his pistols. That's true, right? This man over here, we see him eat multiple times throughout the series, right? He even begs Abakio to take some cake so he can have some cake too and not take from uh, one fourth. That's true. That's this true. man desired that cake, uh, in spite that he himself has cake in the manga at the very least. And I think I think Narancia. Might be envy. I mean, he does because he wants like everyone else's life, or he he wants to be involved with somebody. Yeah, I mean, Narancia even threatens Jorno, like, "Hey, just remember, I'm still older than you, right?" He's envious of the place that Jorno secured for himself. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's very true. See, we're hitting through these. We're flowing through these very fast. Okay, so Vifugo's Wrath, and then Bucciarati's Pride, and Arancha's Envy, yeah. and Mista is Gluttony. Yeah, Giorno is obviously Greed. He stole a luggage first time we saw him. Am I to argue? When you steal a luggage from the best boy Koichi, how can you not be Greed? <laughs> how is that not a cardinal sin? Okay, so okay, so Giorno is Greed. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. So that just then leaves... We're, we're left with Lust and and sloth so what are you suggesting that abakio he's either sloth or he is lust and quite honestly uh, i might be leaning a little bit towards lust <laughs> that one's hard i mean i i so i think i like trish better for sloth just because she spends all that time in the beginning literally sitting there <laughs> true true and abakio does dress rather seductively uh, just, just an observation. Obviously, not. A- yeah, I mean, hmm, that one's tricky. I think I was, I was thinking a little bit of Bakio being a sloth, considering that he takes the easy way out and accepts a bribe from a criminal. I mean, if anything, Bakio sort of. I mean, Bakio's entire plot arc is based on despair, really. Yeah, you know, just like. All this hope, and then he loses hope, and then he never gets it back until essentially meeting Bucciarati. So, 
I don't know if that falls under a deadly sin. You see, why can't they add a new sin to the Bible? Like, I don't know, depression or something. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's interesting that each one of them has to conquer something a little bit. And then, you know, Fugo leaves the team because he's unable to conquer his his wrath and his rage. Yeah. And then Trish is able to overcome her slothness, her desire to be not involved, to become like a critical member yeah. of the team. Then she gets her Holy Ghost. That's oh, there you go. That's true. She gets her Holy Ghost when she realizes how to beat her sin. See, this confirms that um, the Spice Girls are indeed a uh, Christian band. Oh no, I don't think they would ever call themselves that at all. But sir, JoJo confirmed it, or at least you know my weird uh, sub theory of JoJo confirmed it. I don't know. As you can tell, uh, this was half thought out, half not. I mean, it's an interesting concept. Um, if if you were going to really take it all the way down and, and say, like, okay, what's a Rocky trying to promote? I think you could say um, definitely promoting Christianity. Um, the only confirmed homosexual characters in the story, both or all four of them get killed. Mm-hmm. And they're all all four of them work for the main villain. Right. Um, Go ahead. You know, I, yeah, I think you could make a fairly um, interesting point to that. Of course, you could just make the point as well to say that, well, he's also just wants you to be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> a lot of times, you know, conservative beliefs and then just general morality, they, they line up. Yeah. You know, it's not that like being conservative is necessarily like, oh, you're evil and and uh, and destructive. A lot of conservative beliefs are, are positive. Yeah, yeah. A lot um, of them are. They search for mos- for positive moral, you know, values and beliefs and such. And usually they have good intentions. Yeah, and I think that the bigger issue with a lot of modern conservatism is sort of this fear and exclusion, um, where they're trying to push different types of people away because um, they're afraid they're going to lose whatever power or influence or money they already have um which would actually fit a lot with um diavolo because he's afraid of losing control of his mafia Ooh, oh are we switching the tables here but oh well no because bucciarati wants the money and the power of the mafia right well he also wants to stop the uh the rather reprehensible parts of the mafia right so he wants to keep the money but get rid of uh, the drug trade mm-hmm. um which that that happens around here in America. There's a lot of people that want money and then are also trying to fight against uh, changes to the drug laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to No Democracy, the um, American Politics Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I think we we've we've dived and delved in that well as far as we can go. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting um, circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. that if you really want to see it that way, you could. Yeah. Um, to be fair to uh, Hirohiko Araki, let's let's pull some history. Uh, so, Vento Oreo was originally published between 1995 and 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some preliminary research, uh, official recognition of same-sex relationships in Japan did not happen until 2015. It's quite a while. Yeah, that's quite quite a bit um, after he he published this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, uh, uh, many people will say like Iraqi was ahead of his time. Now, is he, is he perfect? No, absolutely no. not. Especially, um, 
taking into consideration that this stuff is old. <laughs> I mean, Vento Reo started like 24 years ago. Yeah, that's insane. That is crazy to think about considering how like, I guess, in tune it is right now with uh, as of the time of recording with like modern, uh, I guess, fans and, you know, all the praise it's receiving. Yeah. Very ahead of its time. Which I think is. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, there are there are problematic aspects of it. I mean, the women tend to be a little set aside. They don't really get a starring role until, you know, part six. Yeah. Um, the you know, there's that whole trope of killing your gay. So every time there's a homosexual character, <laughs> they end up dying, and that was very common in the '90s. Yeah, we get that four times in this part, right? Um, but at the same time, he's like advocating for fashion, for you know, comfortable masculinity, for you know, posing. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me. It's, it's reached, it's reached deep and far. I was on a college tour once and, uh, all I did was pose and someone yelled aura, aura, aura at me. Yeah. So, I mean, to be, to be fair to Iraqi, I think he was definitely way ahead of his time, um, in trying to push the envelope of, of accepting different things or, or certain things. If it means anything, I can kind of go back to parts one and two and connect it as well. Right. Part one, you have Jonathan fighting his uh, brother, right trying to keep a gentlemanly attitude whilst fighting this force of darkness uh abel and cain part two what is he doing he's fighting mexicans oh geez this english oh oh geez and helping Nazis. and help and he he gets aid from nazis that is true Uh, oh right i hate it what happens in part three they go to egypt right takes a huge place in the bible to defeat an evil right yeah but that that kind of ruins your theory because if Giorno is supposed to be son of god then but then dio is like the devil figure in the rest of these stories as i said i'm grasping on straws here right <laughs> right we obviously don't believe no, this no i don't believe this as accurate i'll leave, but I'll leave this for it, a second it is sort of interesting to think about it's kind of interesting to well okay put the pieces together um, like a big lego set and see how misshapenly yeah. it fits so, so I, I think that that's it. I mean, um, listeners, what do you think? Do you think there's secret conservative messages in JoJo? Don't forget um, part seven, where we literally have Jesus as a character and he has a stand. Um, is this sort of just, you know, a Rocky doing what a lot of Western people do, which is to sort of walk in, take other people's actual culture and religion and make it into their magic system? <laughs> um which is what I think is, is going on in part seven. We're just being counterpunched for all the time somebody did like, ooh, a, a kitsune, you know, character. <laughs> so Rocky was uh, unintentionally uh, getting back at that? I think he's in very intentionally culturally appropriating stuff because <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to him. He just thinks they're neat ideas. <laughs> well, this looks nice. Exactly. All right. Um, okay, well, l- let us know what you think and... Uh, and uh, we can read your responses and thoughts on the air. We got our first listener question the other day. Ooh. Now, um, this person did not specify whether they wanted their uh, username or what social media site they sent it on publicized. So we're not going to say it. Uh, if in the future, listeners, you want us to say it, just say so, and we will proudly say whatever wacko username you came up with. <laughs> um, 
But the listener question is, um, t- can you talk about the science behind Jotaro's hat? The science behind Jotaro's hat. So I'm thinking like proto Iron Man technology here. Okay. Do do go okay. on. Okay. So tiny microfibers that connect to his hair, right? Almost Love Deluxe-esque. That's why it doesn't fall off. Okay. So okay. He only has like the front of the hat, connects to his hair. He has that like semi-mullet in the back and boom, iconic silhouette. But why? What does this afford him? It affords that a regular hat. It affords him a cool looking head shape, right? He get not only does he get the brim of the hat in the front, and he gets to look like a (laughs) a boncho schoolboy delinquent, but he gets like the mullet in the back because it was the eighties. That's true. What was that? Like eighty seven, something like that? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I mean basically every character in that part has a mullet of of some degree. (laughs) Exactly. It was it was part of the times. Right? Yeah. Um, so here, here's what I think. Um, so Jotaro obviously is like trying to establish his independent identity by doing stupid things to his clothes. Um, that we had the- like he puts a chain on his collar. <laughs> he, had the ba- he had a baby <laughs> pin in his hat um, in his first appearance. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that. Um, two belts. <laughs> no. Both like striped colors. Yeah, like, uh, what, you really don't want your pants to fall down? Like, I don't get that. Um, so I think that the hat was just like, I'm going to tear the back of my hat off. It's cool. And, uh, you know, it's going to be cool or it's going to be different or, you know, someone's going to say something and it'll give me an excuse to punch him. <laughs> no one ever comments about his hat until the, um, did they comment about it on the Oingo Boingo arc? Oh, do they? I guess I don't remember that. We don't really see anything happen with it. Uh, except for the choice moments where he takes it off or the part where Josuke punches it and he has to replace it. Right. Um, you know, it's an interesting, I mean, we all know the reason Araki said that, you know, that it's ripped in the back is because he, he liked the head shape, the, the hair flaring out the back, mm-hmm. um, for the silhouette. And when he originally drew it, obviously it's all black. So you can't really tell when one ends and the other begins. <laughs> What what constantly baffles me is why did he give him a white hat in part four? <laughs> it just directly contrasts with his hair. And yeah, like why would you do that to yourself? I love seeing part four live action Jotaro in the um uh Diamond is Unbreakable uh live action movie adaptation because oh, they yeah. comb his hair around the hat so like perfectly like I guess like capsulates like the back of the hat to yeah. to make up for the hair not like physically morphing not bleeding through the back <laughs> bleeding through the back exactly <laughs> it was the only way they could resolve that without uh super special effects yeah i mean it, that's clever i liked it um <laughs> i mean i don't know is there an alternative version of this is this like a, a mario odyssey cappy situation the hat has its own uh sentience yeah is it like secretly his best friend we never see uh, we never see jotaro with the torn back of the hat before he gets Star Platinum. What if that's part of his Stan's power? Oh, you know, that's true. What if Star Platinum holds the hat in place for him? Because there is that one picture you see where his hat is not ruined. <laughs> exactly, and it's before he became a delinquent with a stand. Was it like the first thing he he accidentally did with Star Platinum was rip his hat? Maybe, but he liked it so much that he had Star Platinum just hold it there. like. Or maybe he just won't, like, he won't uh, bother, I mean... As much as he yells at Holly, obviously he loves her. Yeah. He doesn't want to be like a troublesome. He's like, I don't want you to buy a new hat. I'll just wear this one some more. <laughs> don't wear it. 
I'll, I'll continue wearing it, Mom. See, he doesn't even have to be in school to wear that hat. That's how dedicated he is to it, right? This dude goes to Egypt. He's still wearing, like, full black in, like, the scorching desert. Yeah, yeah I do. Those two jokes about school uniforms, they come out of nowhere, and I love them. Both <laughs> uh, Kakyoin sunbathing his uniform. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so what? <laughs> and then the other one where uh, Jotaro spends a lot of time and money getting his his school uniform replicated <laughs> in the middle of Egypt. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joseph has had like three costume changes. Uh, Jodor is the Jojo that changes his clothes the least, or at least, um, <laughs> Oh, within, yeah, one, within part. one part. Cause yeah, Jodor- I think, I guess the most is in part four when he wears slightly different patterns on his white suit. <laughs> I mean, he still has a variation of the hat. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, it's just different icons yeah. on him. But he's got, like, he combed his hair in the back because it's not shooting out anymore. That's true. Right? Jodoro, he, he knows how to wear the hat while he's cleaned up. This man's a professional. He, he's, yeah, I mean, he's almost a doctor. <laughs> then in part so, yeah. in part six, he goes back to um just having the big dark suit, uh, or at least the jacket and, like, the purple hat, which blends in with his hair really well. Yeah. I I still contend that the reason that she or he and his wife got divorced was because she was just too boring of a dresser. I think it's just because he uh, wouldn't take the hat off. <laughs> ever. ever. <laughs> he wouldn't take the hat off. Ever. Um, you know, if you do like some pictures of uh, Jotaro without his hat, there's my new favorite subreddit right now, which is r slash casual Cujo. Um. And it started off as just Jotaro, but it's kind of expanded. Basically, it's fan art of uh, stand users using their stands for really mundane things. Uh, So there's like a picture of uh, a fan art of Jotaro as a barista using Star Platinum to like (laughs) help him with his part time job. I wish that's something we saw more of just stands casually used in like everyday tasks. Yeah, and that's what that whole subreddit is is uh, dedicated to. So if if that's your jam, like, whoa, yeah, there's one where um, Jotaro wants to turn off the TV or change the channel, but Star Platinum's like just out of range, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like scolding Star. I'm like, just get it. And he's like, aura, aura. <laughs> I actually love all the fan art where a Star Platinum seems to be like semi like semi sentient, yeah, but can only speak in aura. <laughs> That's Star Platinum's curse. He can only speak in aura. I, I like the fan art where um, Star Platinum helps uh, Jotaro raise uh, Jolene. Oh the, yeah, I love the those ones where she has like eight, the wings on her back. She's like, Dad, I'm gonna try flying. He's like, Go ahead. He has Star Platinum pick her up. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. I don't know. I just think it's adorable. So in conclusion, um, we don't really know no. what the deal with his hat is, but we have some pretty good guesses. Yeah. So hopefully you liked our answer. If you didn't, let us know. Yeah. Tell us if you have any better ideas on how the hat works. I'd, uh, I'd love to know. And uh, debunk your theory. So before we go, we're going to go peep through the keyhole and go, nice, at our meme of the week. Ooh. Uh, go first. So this is um, posted on Reddit by uh, user u slash trust underscore the underscore frog. 
and it is titled Bulldust Crusaders. Mm-hmm. And it says, who would win, Bolnarif or Bullhorse? <laughs> and it just has both Bolnarif and Bullhorse standing in a bowl. <laughs> Why didn't we get to see that battle? Bolnarif versus Bullhorse or Bolnarif versus Bullhorse? Bolnarif versus Bullhorse. <laughs> Why didn't we get to see that battle? Araki, I demand you redo part three uh, just, so, just so we can have that battle. Yeah, redo part three with Bolnarif. With Bolnarif and Bullhorse. Um, it's what the people want. It's what everyone's going to be demanding. All right, so my meme of the week is from uh, Joseph dot Jojo Star on Instagram. That's J O S E P F. I uh, mean H dot J O J O S T A R, and it is the picture of Caesar right as the uh, giant stone cross is about to crush him. And we have the uh, panel from part eight where we have uh, diet. We have Diachan say pancakes. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this is this is harmful to my boy Caesar here and all he did, you know, after winning no fights. Hey, that's true, <laughs> but <laughs> still mean, still mean, still mean. Let's respect my hey, one- salad boy. He won plenty of fights when he was a criminal that committed every crime but murder. <laughs> Off screen. That's before true. the part. Okay, fair. Poor Caesar. He doesn't deserve it. He was friends with Nazis. Uh, I, well, okay, true. That's a whole other... We could talk about that forever. Yeah. Um, I, there's, a, there's actually a fairly interesting, I think, historical cultural explanation for why uh, the Nazis are so painted in a positive light in part two, but That'll, that'll take some time. That's for, Not that I'm excusing Nazis. Nazis are bad, and I will never, ever feel bad for the guy who got eaten in half by Wamu. It's just interesting. I don't care that he almost got married or whatever. He deserved that. I don't feel bad for Stroheim dying in Stalingrad. No. I don't like Stroheim that much. There, I said it. But his Part 7 reincarnation, he's not even a Nazi. Nazis didn't exist at that point. Yeah. I think you can like part seven Stroheim, not part two Stroheim. Okay, yeah. So there it is. Uh, our official no dignity policy is you may only like part seven Stroheim and not part two. <laughs> Even though part seven Stroheim is no personality. It's okay. That's just how it goes. That's just how it is here. Although, you know, real quick, I think my my runner-up meme of the week is, is the one I showed you earlier, which is uh, the stone cross on the ground. With uh, Josuke and oh. Koichi walking by going, yo, Caesar. Yo, Caesar. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I I couldn't look at that one for more than five seconds without dying. That was hard. That one was hard. That was hard. <laughs> well, uh, if you have any questions, inquiries, or such, you can contact us at nodignitypodcast at gmail.com. You have uh, a Twitter at nodignitypod. We also have Instagram at no underscore dignity underscore podcast. Um, and you can also see some of my personal stuff. I run a YouTube channel, a squid TV. Uh, you can also send us a, uh, audio message that we could drop straight into the, uh, podcast. If you go to anchor.fm slash no dignity, um, you can see my stuff, uh, at still podcast.com do my star Wars podcast. If you want to check that out and then, um, Oh, yeah, my Twitter for that is at SilzioChris. That's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you hear Did, no, did ahead, you hear ahead. that the uh, hosts of this podcast interrupt each other? 
no dignity. Wait, do you have a real one though? Oh, you want a real one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, Jolene, do you hear Hermes stuffs her uh, breasts with money? Really? No dignity. To be continued.